Drive Time on RTE Radio 1, sponsored by Zurich. Create a brighter future with a savings plan from Zurich. Visit zurich.ie to find out more. Well, they signed off in this package today. Much discussion, much deliberation. It comes to 1.3 billion, as I say. The initiatives include 200 euro uh, bonus welfare payments, an extension uh, of the lower 9% VAT rate for the hospitality industry until the end of August. Uh, the Green Party leader, Eamon Ryan, said the extension of the 9% VAT rate for hospitality would cost in the order of 300 million to 400 million. And he added, it's not a small amount of money. There is also uh, a €100 Euro child benefit top-up. This is less now than the budget initiative uh, when it was pegged at the full rate. The full rate, as you know, was €140 Euro per child, but it's €100 Euro this time at uh, the top-up. The, the government is to reintroduce uh, a fee for school transport services after being waived uh, last year and waiving it caused uh, unexpected difficulties. It's lowering now rates of excise duty on motor fuels. Um, the, the lowered rates, I should say, are to be increased and this is to be done on a phase basis. So um, motor fuels will go up on a phase basis. The Temporary Business Energy Support Scheme, uh, or TBAS as it's called, it's been extended for another three months following a lower than expected level of uptake, according to the government. No more energy credits over the summer. That'll be the end of them. The Taoiseach said that the focus is on families with school-aged children, on pensioners. They want to focus on people who are on welfare, people with disabilities, they say, carers, low parents, uh, and medium and small um, uh, size businesses, low-income parents. However... Sinn Féin leader Mary Lou Macdonald criticised the measures in the Dáil today as not going far enough. We know that extortionate housing costs are at the very heart of this crisis and yet there's nothing here for renters. These are workers and families fleeced by hike after hike, paying out the lion's share of their income on rent. There's nothing here for mortgage holders either, battered by a barrage of interest rate increases. They're forced to pay hundreds more in mortgage repayments and there is still more to come. The pressure is enormous. And that is Uchter on Hinn Féin and the doll Mary Lou MacDonald. However, the Taoiseach defended the measures. Since the cost of living crisis began, we've taken 25 individual actions to date, many of which are permanent. Uh, these include higher pay, higher pensions and higher weekly welfare payments, which have only kicked in in the last few weeks. It also includes lower income taxes for young workers like some of those you mentioned and a rent tax credit only introduced in the last few weeks, €500 per renter uh, if paying income tax. About 170,000 people have availed of that uh, and we're encouraging more to do so. And that is the Taoiseach. You can text us to 51551. Later in the programme, we'll debate the effectiveness of this cost of living package with Fine Gael Minister Jennifer Carroll McNeil and Social Democrats' uh, co-leader, Roisin Shortall. But for some reaction to today's cost of living package uh, just announced this afternoon, I'm joined by Suzanne Rogers, Research and Policy Analyst with Social Justice Ireland. Suzanne, you're very welcome to the programme. Uh, what's your general reaction? What's the general feel? Our, our general reaction really is that those who were left behind in Budget 2023 have been left behind again. And I'm conscious that we're talking about this cost of living crisis. And we're talking really here about cohorts who, you know, 
well before the cost of living crisis, were having to make really, really difficult decisions about how far their money was able to go. Like, I'm conscious that your bills have gone up, my bills have gone up. We're having to make decisions about what we go without. And for many of us, that is maybe, you know, nice things that we're doing without. When we look at those on the lowest income they're having to make a decision about what they go without. And it really is. It's that cliched heat or eat. But that is the reality for so many households mm-hmm. is when you have to make a choice, you're making a choice between two priority goods rather than a priority and a secondary. And we just feel that they've been left behind again with this today's measure. But what about the €200 Euro, uh, one-off additional payment for all social welfare recipients? Uh, the, the government will say that, along with the measures taken in the budget, uh, surely helps, no? Well, I suppose it was, like, it was like the one-off measures that we saw last year. All welcome, don't get me wrong. Somebody says, here's a few, Bob. I go, thanks very much, much appreciated. But when it's gone, it's gone. And that those bonuses wash through very, very quickly. And I compare it to you and I would prefer a pay rise rather than a bonus. The pay rise is much more beneficial to us in the long run. We can plan for a future. We know where we're going to be in September, October, November those one-off measures do wash through very quickly. And when I go down through the government's press release, at the very bottom, what they state here is the government's resources are not limitless and it's important that we continue to manage our public finances carefully, meaning we make sure we make the actions are affordable, sustainable and to the greatest extent possible, target at those who need them most. And we really think that if they're saying, you know, OK, there isn't a money tree, it's not a bottomless pit, that we really felt that it could have been targeted that bit better by looking at the core social welfare rate and, again, making sure that that welfare rate was adequate going forward. I was at a meeting uh, earlier what should, on. What should have been done, Suzanne, then, to the core, core social welfare rates, in your opinion? I mean, last year, myself and every one of my colleagues in the sector looked for an increase of €20 Euro on core social welfare rates. We got 12 the minimum we would like to see is that extra eight. And again, I was just saying, like I was at a meeting this morning with my colleagues across the sector, and I hope he doesn't mind me name-checking, but Nat O'Connor from Age Action had done some of the figures, and he was saying, and, you know, in terms of real purchasing power, mm-hmm. the, cut, the cut in real terms, so we're not talking about the fact that we got 12, we're talking about the actual cut in real terms it, from 2020 um, is €16.85 less in purchasing power for those on core social welfare rates. And somebody on a pension, their purchasing power is €23.82 less than what they're spent. The same money was buying them in 2020. I know, so that's but the, the crux of it. Yeah, but the, would you accept that the, with the government line? They say they're balancing an awful lot of things here in terms of targeting the most vulnerable, uh, keeping uh, prudence at the centre of uh, financial decisions and fiscal decisions taken in this country, uh, and also people who are in business. They, they extended, for example, the 9% hospitality rate, the VAT rate for, for hospitality, and they say that's to help those people in business. I mean, are you saying they got the balance wrong then? We are really concerned about those who who don't have a seat at the table, who aren't traditionally heard. And I'm conscious that um, I was listening to something earlier on and they were talking about that VAT rate and that it was a surprise maybe that had been extended. So I would imagine that there was probably plenty of lobbying going on and plenty of input from the tourism and hospitality industry to be able to say, well, look, actually, this is what we need. So we're conscious that the, the communities that myself and my colleagues in the sector represent don't have a seat at the table. And who are and they, Suzanne? Tell me who they are and who, whose voice is forgotten here, in your opinion. 
We're really looking again at those who are unable to work for whatever reason. So be that, um, you know, sort of uh, caring duties or, or distance from the labour market. So we're looking at families with children. I know there was a little bit there with kids, but anybody you talk to. Yeah, there is really, a 100 euro child benefit yeah, payment per child, yeah, isn't there? Yeah. And I mean, I don't know anybody who has kids, but I don't know how long you'd be born and through that, you know, and, and, and the fact even that teenagers cost more. So, I mean, that work has been done. Kids between the ages of 12 and 17 cost you more than kids between zero and 11. Things like that need to be reflected. It's the low income families, the carers, those on disability payments. But you're, older saying, people. you're saying those people are forgotten. The Taoiseach said that the focus is on families with school aged children, pensioners, people who are on welfare, people with disabilities, carers, low-income uh, parents and medium and small businesses. So they're but, exactly the people that he's putting a focus on, he says. But he's just doing these one-off payments. We're not looking at the core week after week after week after week payment that these people are on. So again, the lump sums are welcome, but they're not really tackling that long-term poverty. Like These are the same cohorts that are at risk of poverty all the way through, you know, before the cost of living increase. And again, to go back to the piece about, you know, sort of children, the ESRI had their piece there that, is it one in one in one child in 10 or one child in nine? Let me just pull it up here. Um, you know, living in uh, in houses that, that they, yeah, they can't afford to keep warm. One okay. in 10 living in homes that parents can't afford to keep warm. So, I mean, maybe even just looking at the child poverty piece and, and starting there, I mean, we're calling for an audit of, all of the recent initiatives on child poverty, we have this new child poverty and wellbeing unit in the Department of Taoiseach okay. to really sort of start looking, begin there maybe and start looking okay. there. Okay, so, so are you disappointed? I don't want to put words in your mouth. Uh, are you happy but could be more? Are you disappointed? Are you saying that at least there's a platform to build on here? What do you think? Again, I think it's, it goes back to that conversation that we always have, you know, resources are limited. We would like to have seen it been a little bit more targeted than it currently is. And again, I'm always conscious for every euro that the Department of Social Protection doesn't put into welfare, we will pay in health and we will pay in education and we will pay right the way across other departments. Okay. So okay. I kind of think keeping, keeping people warm and well fed, um, I appreciate we're coming into the summer, but that is really key. Okay, Suzanne Rogers, Research and Policy Analyst at Social Justice. Ireland. Thank you very much indeed. Your government's 1.3 billion euro cost of living package announced today that you heard there in the headlines has received mixed reaction from NGOs, uh, the opposition parties and interest groups as we heard earlier in the programme. Among the supports is a 200 euro welfare bonus, a 100 euro child benefit top up and the reten- a retention or the expansion of the 9% VAT rate for hospitality. But has the government got the balance right here between targeting vulnerable groups and providing universal measures to ease the burden on households and businesses. For more on this, we're joined by uh, Minister of State at the Department of Finance, Jennifer Carol McNeil of Fine Gael, and from our Dáil studio, co-leader of the Social Democrats, uh, Roisin Shortall. You're both very welcome to the programme. Uh, Roisin Shortall, let me turn to you first of all because it's more than we expected. It's 1.3 billion euro, a package of supports for um, a very a variety of people. The Taoiseach Leo Varadkar said this package is more targeted than previously but that there are universal measures such as the one-off 100 euro top-up for child benefit. Do you think they've got the balance right or wrong? 
Uh, good afternoon, Cormac. Uh, I don't really know what the menace, uh, what the Taoiseach means when he says it's more targeted. I mean, that would be my main criticism of this package of proposals. Once again, what we're seeing is uh, the entire focus being on one-off measures. And we know that there are very significant numbers of families who are struggling on an ongoing basis, you know, dreading the prospect of their ESB bill coming in, dreading the prospect of the gas bill coming in and having real concerns about when they have to go shopping, knowing that they're going to really struggle to to pay the bill. Now, you know, we have targeted one off measures, are they not? Well, they're not targeted one-off measures insofar as, for example, the child benefit, uh, 100 euros paid right across the board. And what we would argue very strongly for is targeting those supports uh, at those people who need the most. The welfare payments, Roisin. Well, the welfare payments are a one-off payment. We have to bear in mind that all of the welfare payments fall very far behind what is required uh, in order to keep pace with inflation. So very large numbers of people who are dependent on on welfare, um, people on disability payments, pensioners and others are actually below the breadline. And I mean, that has been established by research, you know, done by a number of different organisations. And like one One of my particular concerns is the fact that we have such a high rate of child poverty in this country Mm -hmm. at a time when this is a, a, you know, this is a rich country by any standard. And yet we know that there's about 690,000 people living in deprivation and over 200,000 of those being children. And I today in the Dáil drew attention to this. Well, OK, let the Minister answer that. Let's pick up on that point. I'll come back to you just on those categories of children who are most deprived. But but the, uh, the children who are most deprived and generally it's not targeted enough one-off payments and it's behind inflation. How do you defend that, Minister? Well, the first thing is that when we had budget in the budget in October 2023, it was the largest budget in this in the history of the state in terms of what was available to provide supports for a whole range of different people throughout the winter. And we said that we weren't sure where things were going to be in February as regards the war, as regards energy prices as regards um, uh, inflation. And this is what the Minister said at that point, keeping some back in the tank to be able to provide further targeted supports. Where now in that period, we've seen a better than expected winter in terms of weather and the energy prices have come down slightly. We've seen inflation, the rate of inflation reduce. So we have tried to provide now what we believe is the best supports at this moment until the budget in October. So where that is, is, well, it is the most amount that has been provided ever in Six no, month period. Is it enough? It is the amount that is that we have available, Cormac. Because at no, any sorry, stage, it's not because you it have more available. available. We do not have more available. You have five billion in service. We have an overall deficit of five billion if you take away the windfall corporate taxes. And I don't want to be back here a different day. No, with but let's you talk about what me. we do have. Well, not if we exactly. if we take away. So we have, you have in the bank. We you have, have five an billion eleven euro. billion euro budget in October. An additional one point three billion euro being announced today. Not six months later. At the same time, Cormac, would you like me to finish the point? No, no, because I'm picking up on, on Mr. as Mr. I did with Roisin, I'm you picking like you up answer, on something that you said. Would you like me you to answer said, the questions that you've asked you, me? My question to you was, is it enough? And you said it is as much as we can give. It's not. 
It is the amount that is available now in order to maintain sustainability in our public finances, in order to be able to hold further back for October, the budget in October 2023, for, for, for budget 2024 in October 2023. So it is the amount that is available right now, having regard to all of those things and having regard to those macroeconomic pressures. And it is a very, very considerable set of additional packages. And when you consider that some of the measures that were introduced in the budget are now only taking effect, the tax changes, the social welfare increases, the rent uh, credit for people to be able to apply for a 500 euro rent credit, a thousand euro if they're a couple, those things are kicking into effect now in addition to the lump sum payments that were made available in a more urgent way before Isn't Christmas. Isn't that a fair point, Roisin Shortall? If you're criticising this, you cannot criticise it in isolation. You have to take the, the uh, previous budget to, into account as well. Oh, I'm doing that, Cormac, and I'm specifically talking about child poverty. Now, you know, we know from the Vincent de Paul and the Children's Rights Alliance and other organisations, Bernardo's, that we have a real problem in this country in relation to significant numbers of children who are living in poverty. And the Vincent de Paul had said recently, you know, that growing up in poverty is associated with worse outcomes across almost all key aspects of a child's life. So let's let's consider, you know, those children that are most deprived and, and in poor in the poorest circumstances. They are the children of parents who have disabilities. They are the children of lone parents. They're the children of uh, people who are working on low pay. And like, what is the government doing about that? So we look at the welfare payment, for example, that is available to children of uh, people on disability payments and also on lone parent payments. Those children are, the, the, the financial support for those children, if a child is under 12, it's €42 Euro a week. If it's a teenager over 12, it's 50 euro a week. Now, in the budget that the minister there is talking about, last October's budget, the government increased those rates by two euro per week per child. Two euro. What would you increase it it by? Can I just say that was in the context of a bonanza budget of 11 billion euro. But, and that was the most there, that the government could provide in October. There is a 100 euro child benefit top up today as well as the 200 euro bonus uh, welfare payments. Okay. How would you do any better? Okay. So that is a once off payment. Yeah, but how would you do any better given the macroeconomic pressures that the okay. Minister has mentioned? Okay, so that is a once the child benefit lump sum is a once off payment and it is paid to every family with, with young children including to millionaires in this country. Yeah, so what would you so, do? So, you know, we need to be targeting the, the resources that are available and we called in October for the increase in the child, uh, the, the qualified child payment to go up by, by uh, 12 euro. How much would that cost? Um, and and I, I don't, sorry, I don't have that right in front of me at the moment. I, I can but give you... Do you know you we can afford if, it then? If you give me a moment. Yeah, but, oh, but, but do you but, know we can afford it? But isn't it better to target those payments? No, of course rather it is. Rather than as long make as we those payments it, available... Because I to, don't know, but the Minister is talking about uh, a deficit and the Minister is talking about macroeconomic pressures and of course increase it by that much because they are the most vulnerable people. As long as the economy can take it, can you assure us it can? Well, absolutely. I mean, there are choices that are made by government. There were choices is made in the October budget to give tax breaks to the better off that that cost about a billion euro. And I mean, it's big questions arise then about the government's 
priorities in relation to how they spend money. But today was, you know, an opportunity to correct the mistakes that were made in October. I know and by the Minister's face she, she is in, in vehement disagreement with you. So what, what are you picking Roisin Shortall up well, on there? if I could make two points. One on tax. The tax, it benefits all workers and it's no. important that we, excuse me Roisin, it's important that we provide support to everybody because everybody is facing the price increases Not that we're expecting. Way. The tax changes impact everybody and a whole range of supports have to be universal. On the child poverty piece, on the targeted measures, Roisin picks a figure there of two euros. And I understand why she does that. But what it doesn't do is acknowledge the choices that government has made about targeting supports to DESH schools. In the budget, we expanded the Hot Meals programme to 320 new DESH schools. And today we've extended it to all DESH schools. That's 64,000, 64,500 children, plus 8,000 children now for the first time in all of the special schools in the state. That is a huge budgetary commitment, but it is a targeted commitment at those children most in need economically and most in need from a, from a broader vulnerability perspective. So, there so is, Corbett, there is, if I may continue, there is an ex- a second extension, a hundred euro increase in October and again, a hundred euro increase in the back to school clothing and footwear allowance, which brings it now for a child under the age of 11 up to 360 euros and as a child in their teenage years up to 485 euros. Which is significant, euros, but they're one-off which, which, which they're, they're annual payments, which sits with the working, with the extension of the thresholds with the working family payment, which is a very considerable additional so support will, will in addition to every year? in addition to yes as you know some of the measures are permanent measures such so for example the increase in threshold to working family payments the additional payments there and we did in addition to that the once off payments to provide particular support at a time of mm-hmm. huge energy prices and to be honest with you Cormac those things have to be one off because we can't just we have to reflect the time that we're in they were major energy prices mm-hmm. but if we were to build those into our public finances in a permanent way then we do run into sustainability well, can I, can issues I, can I discuss so we have well, to get can that I, balance can I t- right take two measures and two decisions that you've taken here and juxtapose them. You decided to extend the low 9% VAT rate for the hospitality sector and yet you didn't give a full top-up to child benefit recipients. You you didn't give the full 140 payment per child. You gave €100. Now, one leading economist in the country called the extension of the 9% VAT rate a waste of money today on this station because they don't need it, he says, and certainly people in receipt of child benefit, the vast majority are struggling. They certainly need the money. So I wonder what you could have done with the 300 million euro if you were to disperse it on the children of the country. That's very interesting juxtaposition. How interesting. The, the 100 euro payment benefits everyone in the same way, that with children in the same way as the tax changes. And these are the choices that government needs to make. But I was down, for example, in Cashel last week talking to small businesses that are really struggling with coffee shops. They're trying to keep people employed. They're trying to keep front-facing businesses open in the face of very difficult energy costs. We're trying to do more for those businesses with the energy scheme. But at a difficult time trying to keep people Employed. I think that really is important. Are you going equating through the, the VAT rate? No, with, I'm not. With the but child I'm, benefit no, payment. but you are. You no, are I'm, the person who juxtaposed those two choices. I'm saying you could have used the 300. No, Han, don't, you don't are, misrepresent though. what I said. That's exactly what don't you said. Misre- you have brought those on. two things together. Hang Let's on a second here now. Hang on a second here. Let's talk about two different things if you like. No, don't misrepresent the question. That's what you did. I'm saying you could have taken the 300 million euro and you could have used it for the living alone payment or the child benefit payment, mm-hmm. or you could have given it to the Capuchin Day Centre. You and could have given it to Focus Ireland. You chose not to do that. You said that €100 Euro of an increase in the child benefit payment 
was enough. That is your decision. And we also could have taken, for example, the choice not to restore the higher prices for petrol and used it for somewhere else. You're quite right to identify that government has to make choices and it has to make choices for the broadest number of people. And I don't and understand the choice in relation. When you it had 300, the potential of 300 million euro to help the neediest people in, the, in society, yet you decided to extend the VAT rate for a sector that really people are scratching their heads and saying, why do they get it? And what I'm saying to you is I don't agree with that analysis. Why? I don't, Explain because, to me, please. Because there are businesses up and down Ireland that are employing people. They're employing parents. They're employing people who have ch- dependents. They're keeping those businesses going in the face of very significant energy price increases. So you might make that choice. But we take the view that the most important thing for any family, the most important thing for mm-hmm. any child is a job. Okay, so and the question then employment is... The, the question and maintaining then the capacity by, for employment okay, is really... I'll come back to Roisin in just a second. But on that, the question posed by Edgar Mor- Morgan Roth. Sorry? Pardon me? The, the, the please, please. The question point by, yeah. by the, Edgar The question Morgan Roth. posed by Edgar Morgan, Morgan Roth, who's uh, a leading economist, and he was on uh, this week, this, uh, th- this last Sunday. He said, why is this sector being singled out, hospitality? Why not other sectors that are employing parents up and down the country that are struggling with with costs as well? Why not them as well? Why not well, extend the, the battery to them? Well, that's what we're trying to do with the business energy support scheme is try to provide support to all of the businesses that are facing energy difficulties. When we had the in pandemic, we tried to provide the employment wage subsidy scheme to try to maintain the employment link with businesses, to try to support businesses for themselves because it's good for the economy, but also for employers, for as, as employers, in every community in Ireland. But they don't so get a these special are the VAT important, rate. These are the important choices that we've tried to make. The VAT rate is the last one. It has to go back up. We want to continue to support business in every way throughout the summer period, but it is going back up then at, that, at the end of that. But these are the broader choices that we try to make to support every part of our economy so that we continue to support families uh, right across Ireland. There's a text here, Roisin, that says you can, you can please some people some of the time, but you can't please all of the people all of the time. It's a one point. 3 billion euro package as I said at the start much more than people expected uh, I, I just wonder if it was 2 billion would you still be complaining? Look Cormac my question is are we as a country serious about tackling the problem of child poverty or not? The Taoiseach when he became Taoiseach in December said he was going to prioritise that. Uh, there's no evidence that he's doing that. They didn't do that in the, the budget in October with the two euro increase for children who are dependent on welfare. They had an opportunity to correct the, that today and they didn't introduce any increase whatsoever. Now you know it's not me just saying this, it's the Children's Rights Alliance who have, you know, uh, expertise in this area. And they have repeatedly said that the qualified child payment is a crucial intervention to tackle child poverty. Equally, the Vincent de Paul said government should have invested additional supports to the poorest children through the qualified child payment. Now, as a rich country, are we going to tackle the issue of child poverty or not? And why has the Taoiseach not followed through on the commitment that he gave? But the, reason, the way in which we're approaching that is a different political choice. We're trying to do that by delivering hot meals in schools for the most vulnerable children. We're trying to do fine. that by making which sure that children, don't face, that children don't, face, that don't face that don't face uh, additional costs going back to school, that there are free books, that there are um, free, nearly free school transport. We're making the change there. We're trying to provide the support in a different way. We're trying to make sure, look, we could give additional money as Roisin 
would choose to do to the qualified pay, child payment. Instead of that, we're saying, hey, we're going to provide all the hot meals, which, by the way, is breakfast and a hot meal. Uh, and we think that's a be- that's our political choice to deliver that to children in schools. Uh, and, you, and and that that's the choice that we've made, in addition to the back to school allowance changes, in addition yeah. to the working family payment targeting, in addition to the free school books, in addition to the nearly free uh, transport scheme. That's just a different political choice. But to say that that means that we don't care about child poverty or we don't care about supporting children, it just isn't factually I, there. It just I, I isn't factually say, there. It's just care. a different, tra- uh, different political choice is, in terms of delivery. I didn't say you didn't care, but what I'm saying is, you know, are we going to tackle this in a meaningful way? Most of those measures are. that you announced there, they're welcome, but most of them are once-off measures. And the point I'm making they're is not, that children living in... There's a mix, po- can, Sorry, yeah, can I just say this? Children Quickly. living in poor families need weekly support through, the, you know, income support through the welfare payment. And the idea that any family could care for a child and feed them adequately and clothe them... <laughs> Okay. And 42 euro a week, you know, indicates, you know, a government that is out of touch. I'll give you a final word on well, that. Part of it, even just on feeding, part of what we're doing is we're saying we're taking that money and we're providing it to schools in DESH areas, DESH schools, for two meals a day, the breakfast and the lunch. And we think that's a better way of making sure that every kid gets that, every kid gets that reliably five days a week. And we think that's a really important sport. And it is, by the way, one of the things that we know makes a difference to children, okay. difference to children in schools. Minister of State Jennifer Carroll McNeil of Fine Gael and Roisin Shortall, co-leader of the Social Democrats. Thank you very much indeed.